Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? Welcome to, I guess you could call this a special episode of the Steelers Preview Podcast, except there's a lot more people involved, and we're not even previewing anything. We're talking about the results of the 2021 NFL Draft. That's right. The Pittsburgh Steelers selected 24th. They did not trade up. They did not trade back, and they selected running back from Alabama, Najee, or is it Najee? I don't know. His last name is Harris, and I have a feeling that even though you might not like the pick, I think we're all going to be pretty happy with it when the regular season starts and we get to see what this kid can do. Joining me on this special podcast, and there's going to be plenty others, but first we'll start with our podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis. What's up, Brian? So glad to be here. It's draft night. We've been talking about this forever. Najee Harris is in Pittsburgh. I love it. And also the other co-editor, Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? It was a long night, but just the anticipation getting there, but uh was kind of crazy how everything was coming together there at the end. Um I was yeah. I was surprised, but wasn't surprised. It was not the way I expected it to play out at all. We'll talk about it. And then uh, boy, we really we've really got the brain trust here. I mean, you know, you talk about it. We got the deputy editor, Michael Beck, is with us. What's up, Mike? Oh, it's it's good to be back on uh, Thursday nights. I, I got to tell you, how you doing, Jeff? I'm I'm great. I, I I have I did an SB Nation podcast, and we'll segue into our talk about this right now. And they brought two Ravens fans on the, their live stream to talk about this pick. And not only was I pissed off that they brought them on because I don't want to hear from them at all. Oh, they they were pretty nice though. They were unlike everyone else in Maryland that I have to deal with on a daily basis. And I, the more I talk about this pick, the more I'm warming up to it. Because at the moment, I got to be honest, we were in our Slack channel, and it was 
rapid fire. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, Tevin Jenkins is still there. Oh my gosh, JOK is still there. All three running backs are there. What are they going to do? They're going to trade back. All this stuff was being talked about. And it just seemed like the Steelers sat there and they went, our guy's still there. Put the pick in 24 Najee Harris. And they have to be confident in it. Now I have not heard what Mike Tomlin or Kevin Colbert had to say, but I want to get your knee jerk reaction to this because we just ran that article. We'll start with Brian. Brian, when the pick was made, what was the first thing that went through your mind? Awesome. I loved it. And the reason I loved it, you got to fix the running game. I know there's going to be naysayers. Everybody wants offensive line. Offensive line's deep. They're going to get their center. They're going to get offensive line. You get a dynamic running back in Najee Harris. This is the guy they said they wanted. This is the guy back on the uh, second Monday in January where everybody is watching the NCAA championship game and saying, wow, we need this guy. And I'm saying, you're never going to get this guy. And next thing you know, he's here in Pittsburgh. We've done well with Harris before at running back. Maybe again. Let's go to Dave. Dave, your knee-jerk reaction was what? All over the place. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, it, it really was. I, I really wanted, was a guy that wanted Christian Darisol, who went just like in Brian's draft on Monday and picked 23. It just so happened to be to a different team because it was a, because it was a trade. But when he wasn't there, I'm like, I don't know that they'll go Tevin Jenkins. I was really surprised that JOK was there. That was a guy that I never had on my radar. But I'm like, I really wanted to see them take best player available. There was no running backs gone. I I didn't feel like this was a pick that, that were the words that I wanted to hear um, Kevin Colbert say afterwards. He might have said them anyway, but I don't know that it means as much of he was just too good to not or I can't even remember what the 10 words were. I can't even spit about it. It's too late. Um, he was too good to, to not take with that spot. So bottom line is the fact that another running back went right behind the Steelers actually makes me feel a little bit better because I felt like the Steelers are going to be the only one to take a running back. And then you're going to have all these running backs that still would have been there later on. The fact that they weren't actually makes me feel a little bit better that maybe what do you know they took the guy when it needed to, when he needed to be taken absolutely before we get to uh michael here sean manahan gave us five dollars put in the tip jar thank you very much sean he said thank you miami's referring to the dolphins they were hinted to be interested in harris and they obviously went in a different direction and then we have jeremy smith gives us 499 he says not really a stretch to think they can find a talented tackle or center especially in the next two rounds in colbert we trust there's still talent out there the Ravens just picked. I'm trying to who did they take? Um, Rashad, Rashad Bateman. Bateman. Ah, wide receiver. He'll turn, out, he'll turn out to be a bust. Anyways, Michael, <laughs> let's go in. What were your knee-jerk reactions to the pick? Go for it. I had two thoughts on this one. The first thought that went through my mind is, man, I still kind of wish they were able to trade back. Of course, it takes two mm -hmm. to tango. Would have loved another pick and Najee Harris. Uh, I would have loved that. The second thought, though, is fifth-year option. I like that on a running back. That, that's definitely a perk. It, that whole second contract thing is a mess. So having him for an extra year is something I do uh, I do quite enjoy. It's only a mess if your name is Le'Veon Bell. All right, let's get Kyle <laughs> Smith. Uh, he gave us five bucks. Thank you very much. He says, I'm not one to complain or think I'm better than Colbert, but this pick is awful. <laughs> Running back is a dying. Sorry, is a dying position, and there's no line to block for him. JOK is there. Yeah, you're right. JOK is there, but you know what? That they have their priorities. They definitely put their priorities together, and they had Najee Harris at the top. Sorry, that was the wrong one. Uh, Wilfred 
gives us a uh, $2 happy to fall in love with a player. Finally, that's something Dave has been saying for a long yeah. time. <laughs> Eric uh, gives us 20 bucks. He said, here's to Najee. Hope everyone, hope, I hope he enjoys that Permani brother sandwich. You know, he's going to get that when he goes to Pittsburgh on that first trip. So yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to start going through our lineup. I feel like it's a baseball team and I'm the manager putting my lineup together. We're going to go with the boy band or one half of the boy band. Marky, Marky D from the boy band down under. What's up, Mark? How's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? Must be like 2 a.m. over there, is it? Nah, it's, le- it's 11.35. I was an hour <laughs> off in my prediction. But anyways, <laughs> <All right>. uh, <laughs> Mark, I'm going to ask you the same question I asked the rest of the crew here, and that was when you saw that it was Harris, what was the first thing that crossed your mind? Oh, I'm pretty happy, but to be honest, I thought Jock was going to fall there because I know that the Steelers wanted or Coach Tomlin had talked about um, with uh, Jock at Notre Dame, and it, maybe he might have hit the scheme, but then – it just seems like Harris has fell there right into place. It didn't seem like anyone really wanted to get him and thought, well, okay, now we have him. And then, look, we have to move that ball. I've been saying it for weeks. We have to move that ball more than two yards, and Harris is going to give us that. And if he gives us a, a bit more chance at running the, running the football, then Canada is going to have a bit of chance with really being creative and and not knowing what the Steelers are going to do. And if the, the defense won't know what we're going to do either. So, look, it's a guy, it's a guy that we can rally behind, and it's a guy that hopefully – can get a first down. That's all I ask is get a first down. <laughs> I, 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 30 second running game is just ridiculous. Yes. It's unacceptable. That's what, uh, Art Rooney, the second labeled it as is completely unacceptable. Um, do you think though, Mark, I'll ask you this question before we, uh, move on is one player and not addressing anything else. Additionally, as of now on the offensive line, good enough to improve the running game. It, it can give him a spark. It has to give him something better than Benny Snell. That doesn't take much. Look, I trust it. I know what you mean. So we need the O-line, need the O-line guys to push that that pile forward. However, Alabama running back Harris is a pretty big unit, and even if he gets into trouble, maybe he can he can he can figure out some certain ways. But with the Canada offense, we have to be different to what Finkton was doing. I just think we're going to see a different um, formation of the running game. And with a star back, we have a star back now. So, look, is, is he going to be day one, like uh, day one starter? Yes. That's the question. I think he is. I, yeah, I think so too. And I'm the guy that says you don't start your draft picks day one. But I, I think because of the position he is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, Mark, final thoughts before we uh, send you on your way. And I'll, we're, I'm sure we'll talk to you more this weekend. But what are your final thoughts on round one? Uh, final thoughts are I need to go outside. I've been I've been in my in my room for about four hours watching the draft. So <laughs> I, I'm gonna watch this show and then I need to go outside. I haven't been outside all day today. Um it's been a lovely day, but my eyes have been glued to the TV. Look, we got we got our running back, uh Steeler Nation. Half of you guys are gonna be happy and half of you guys will be upset, but we got it, we have a guy now. So that's all that's all there I can There you go. Marky Mark and the funky bunch. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll talk to you. See you later. All right, let's go to our next batter up well let's do the other half of the boy band let's get maddie on there uh the other half of the down under crew maddie what's up hey guys how you doing good we're doing great i'll ask you the same question knee-jerk reaction when they picked harris your thoughts were what we better get closer to running the football half the time because if we're gonna run at 10 or 20 percent why did we go round one on a running back so you're talking about more quantity, like running it more. You want them to commit yeah. more to the running game. I get that. Yeah, I get that a lot. Let's let's add. I want to ask you the question that we finished up 
Uh, do you think he's a day one starter? Do you think they're going to be doing running back by committee with Benny Snell or they get some toy with Jalen Samuels or anything like that? What are your thoughts on their usage of him? Yeah, for me, I don't think it's me running back by committee, but I think there's obviously how we're using the other guys. So is, I mean, this is a very different back to Anthony McFarland as well. So what are we doing with him? And, you know, this is, this is the perspective, but I mean, I've got more confidence in Najee Harris than I did Connor to last through a season, but he's going to have to prove it. Yeah. Michael, what about you? You think he's a day one guy? Absolutely. Uh, you look at this depth chart, I just can't see how he wouldn't be. He's, he's also got all this, that experience. He's 23 years old. That's true. He is. He's 23? He is. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's like ancient for the Steelers. They hate yeah. drafting old guys like that. And he's not. That's not old. I mean, come on. But I mean, they know they're only going to use him for his rookie deal. So. He's not like Brian Davis. I mean, he's not that old. Anyways, Brian, you think he's a day one? Shots fired. He's absolutely a day one starter. This is a guy that they were looking at to plug in week one. And that's exactly what they were doing with this pick. So that's why I like this pick. Relax. This is there's seven more picks in this draft. You're going to get some other pieces to help this running game. But the first piece of the puzzle is to get a dynamic running back. I love it. And I want to throw this one in. Seems like he's a class guy, too. I love the fact that he had his draft party at a kid's homeless shelter. That to me is awesome. So I love to hear that. Not only that, he's a guy that his flight was canceled on for the first Alabama pro day. He wasn't doing anything. And he, I believe he rented a car and drove across country just to be there for his teammates. He wasn't, he wasn't even testing. Michael, go ahead. Um, Actually, in Kevin Colbert's uh, post, uh, he, he's doing a press conference. He mentioned that specifically, saying that was a moment they stuck out to Kevin Colbert, was that he drove to get to that pro day. Yeah. It was like nine so, hours, too, right? It was a long yep. drive. Yeah. No, like I said, he wasn't. It's not like he had to get there to work out. He I drove like all to, night to do it. Yes. Yes. I, I feel like there's a song in there somewhere. But, Maddie, <laughs> I want to get your final thoughts. I'm, I'm delirious. Is it a country later. song or is it hip-hop? Cindy Lauper, 1985. <laughs> Anyways, Maddie, what's your final thoughts on the pick before I let you go? Well, let's pair him with a good eye lineman in the next two rounds. Let's actually use him. Hopefully, take some pressure off Big Ben. But we're we're only going to find this out over the course of the next twelve months. Absolutely, Maddie. We'll be talking to you more this weekend. Go enjoy your day. It's it's actually day down there, not night. So enjoy it, and uh, we'll be talking to you, Maddie P, the other half of the Touchdown Under crew. All right, let's go to the next. Batter on deck. Let's bring up uh, the veteran, the veteran KT Smith in cage for the Flyers. Missed the playoffs today, but anyways, KT, how's it going, man? I'm anxious. I, I'm anxious to talk to you because you're a football ex in those guys, and I want to know, in your opinion, and I'll get to your knee jerk reactions here in a second. In your opinion, when they select Najee Harris, what does that tell you about what the direction they're headed as an offense? Uh, I, they wanted a three down bat. I think it's really interesting because, you know, at the end was available too, and he's a little bit of a different type of player. So, you know, what Harris tells me is that a, like you guys were just saying, they're going to plug him in right away. He's going to be the starting running back. Uh, they want, they're still subscribing to the bell cow philosophy that, you know, Mike Tomlin seems to favor. Uh, and they're going to try to pound the football a little bit more. If they had taken at the end, I would have, expected maybe a little bit more of kind of the Matt Canada college scheme where you're going to get to the perimeter and make it a little more of a horizontal offense. I think they're going to try to be a, you know, a vertical run game, man, and try and try to pound the ball at people. 
is is that is that conducive with Ben Roethlisberger at this stage in his career? I don't know, man. How much you know? How much do you guys believe that it'll be Canada's offense? You know, that'll be the interesting thing. I don't know hey. how much Roethlisberger will sign on to. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what was your what was your reaction? I want to know your reaction. The the twenty fourth picks announced. It's it's Harris. Your thoughts are what? He's a really good running back. He, I, he was the I think he's the best overall back in the draft. I was really happy that they that they took him because they had the opportunity to take him. They weren't you know they really weren't forced into the pick. They didn't you know they had other other options. So this really tells me that they love him. I mean, I never thought that at uh, JOK you know the the linebacker from Notre Dame would be there. And I've been like banging the drum for a running back the whole off season. And I've really loved Etienne. But I thought, you know, with the Steelers history of taking linebackers that they might go for go for JOK there, who's a dynamic player and he would wreak havoc in our defense for sure. Um, but the fact that they stuck with Harris tells me that they really that they really like him and they think he's a great fit for the offense. So, you know, you gotta be excited about that. They feel like they got they got their guy. Well, let me ask this to a couple of the rest of the panel here. So Dave, we'll start with you. We know who was still available. Kevin brings up JOK. Tevin Jenkins was there. Uh, you could even throw in Creed Humphrey in some of the centers if you wanted to take that position in the first round, which is something that Dave and I both predicted in our prediction article. Dave, were you upset that they ignored some other positions to go with running back? Or do you say, I trust their judgment, it is what it is? Yeah. Yes to both. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, I thought with these other players that they would have the opportunity um, to go in a different direction just because I didn't expect them to be there. But at the same time, Kevin made a really good point that if they had these other plays available and they still believed in Najee Harris, then that actually makes you feel a little bit better about that. To me, I have no problem with Najee Harris. I think he was the best running back available. The, the big question is the running back position. And, there's you know constant durability issues across the league because it's such a rough position to play and and to actually play every game of a season and that's part of the part of the reason that I was a little bit apprehensive about it just being that position but they got their guy so yeah. Michael what about you what were your thoughts on that oh, looking at the board I just don't think there was a a lot of great fits left. Uh, if the Steelers wanted a corner, I suppose I'd be okay with that. But really the way it fell at the end, like obviously our, our channel was very high on Christian Darisaw being there at 23. That's it was getting a lot of buzz. Once he fell, kind of felt like Najee was the top, the top guy that was left at 24. And so uh, it's okay with me. Brian, I'll ask you the same question. I would have been really upset if they would have went, if Darisaw was there and they would have went with Harris over Darisaw because I think he is that dynamic. I would have taken him. After Darisaw was gone, I was on the Najee train. I absolutely wanted this guy there because I know in the second round you can get a top flight offensive tackle. I mean, I, I really think you can get one there. You cannot get a top flight running back in the second round. You can get some other guys maybe in the third round, but they're a step back. You know, a Trey Sermon to me is good, but he's not a Najee Harris or an ETN or even a, a Williams. So that's why I wanted them to go this way once Darisaw was off the board. As far as JOK goes, you know, I like him, but that's not as big of a position of need because when you look, if you look around, 
you look everywhere. You've got Highsmith on one side. You've got Watt there. I know it's not as deep, but they're going to get some depth maybe later on in the draft. But you have nothing that is really going to set the world on fire. In fact, Benny Snell, McFarland, Samuels, they're not getting a football card. All right? You think about that. These guys are not going to get their name on a Tops or a Fleer or whatever they are these days. So this guy is a guy that is going to be a feature back for this team. He's going to be somebody that they star on offense. He's going to take a lot of pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger. And to answer Matty Peverell's question, yeah, they talked about on the press conference the entire time, scheme. Dave was laughing like, did they just throw Randy Feetner under the bus? And yeah, of course they did because they talked about scheme. They get this guy, they're definitely going to use him. It's going to benefit Ben. I was always an upper deck trading card guy myself. I, they, oh, had I like a sheen, they had a sheen to him. Don Russ were some great cards back in the day. Those ones that looked like wood, the baseball. Anyways, yeah. Kevin, your final <laughs> thoughts on the pick of Harris. Go for it. Uh, I'm thinking about the, the chewing gum you used to get in those packs. That yes, that was, that was like horrible. Right now, you know, that's really <laughs> Deliciously <awesome>. horrible. <laughs> yeah, right. Deliciously horrible. Uh, my final thoughts on the pick. I mean, I think that, that the Steelers uh, have got the guy that they want. And I, now I think that they've got to figure out exactly how they want to use him. And obviously they got to go get some linemen now that can help the run game. You know, they're going to have to figure out how uh, to make sure that they can, you know, uh, not get knocked off the football, up, you know, up front the way that they did last year. Because when you break down the film, and I'm, I'm with you guys, man, I, I don't think that any of those other backs, as, as Brian just said, are going to get a, a, a tops card. They're not great running backs on that roster. But, man, there was an awful lot of times last year when you looked at the film and the and the offensive line is just getting displaced into the backfield. I didn't envy, you know, the, the running backs last year with what they were up against. So um, it's, it's, it's a two-fold process, man. I think they've taken step one. That's awesome. And now hopefully uh, tomorrow and, and over the weekend, you take step two and you bolster the O-line. Absolutely. All right, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Make sure you check out his film room breakdowns as well as I'm sure we'll talk to him a little bit more over the weekend as the Steelers continue to press on through the 2021 NFL draft. Let's get to some super chats here before we bring on Jeffrey Benedict. Tyler W gives us $10 says I wanted Darisaw, but at least Najee has talent. It's so obvious we needed athleticism. He is very athletic. That is for sure. Case and Wright gives us $2 as prayers answered. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Good. That's <laughs> great. Oops. Wrong one. Let's see if I can. There was a couple others. Let's see if I can find them. Here's one. Blake gives us four ninety nine. He said, this is a bittersweet pick. He was the best player available and a need. Only reservation is the fungibility of the position. Um, okay. I'm excited and nervous. I think we got better. I, I think I understand what he's saying. Uh, let's see if I can find the other one. There was at least one other super chat. Here we go. Wilson, uh, gives us one ninety nine. He says, I'm a trust the team on this excited to take what to excited to take trash. <laughs> I thought he said trash. I'm sorry. So, I get this. I get this. Synonyms, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. If anyone sees any other, uh, super chats, let me know. Let's bring up totally our awesome. other film room guru. Uh, co-host of the curtain call let's get jeffrey benedict here what's up jeff how are you i'm not doing so great <laughs> jeff started I drinking a while ago one. i can't wait <laughs> oh i'm so excited there's the bars drunk. on the benedict window right now i was because... gonna say what's the saying save the drunk for last is that no, what it is? I, was, I was gonna say you, you went all <laughs> vanessa williams on this one <laughs> uh, all I right just, oh man okay if you wanted to fix the run game right like Kevin was saying, 
there was offensive line problems last year. There were scheme problems last year. The running backs weren't great, but they weren't the major problems. If you want to fix the run game, go get Tevin Jenkins. Go get the guy who's like a wild bear in the middle of the field and is just throwing people everywhere. Get a guy who's going to drive people three yards upfield and then let Benny Snell run into the back of him and fall down. He's going to gain three yards, you know? Do something like that. Uh, I get Najee Harris is a good running back. He's a good fit for Matt Canada's offense. We're going to hear he's a good receiver. Uh, we're going to hear all this stuff. But you know what? If he's running behind Chooksakorafor, B.J. Finney, and – you know, we don't even know what David DeCastro has left. And we've seen exactly one game from Zach Banner. The guy we that I trust the most on that offensive line is Kevin Dotson. And the Steelers didn't trust him to start last season. So for me, man, Najee Harris, great. That's a great pick. Uh, I don't think he's a running back at the level of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and Le'Veon Bell wasn't Le'Veon Bell when he didn't have an offensive line. His rookie year, the Steelers actually got worse running the ball than they were with Jonathan Dwyer and Isaac Redmond until Munchak came and the offensive line got better. So Harris could come in here, be a really good running back, and we could still be terrible running the ball just because we don't have a line. So for me, I, I'm just like, what are, how are we fixing the line with that? I don't, I don't think running back solves the problem. Well, I think this is the part where we have to stop sometimes and say, do you not think that they can address the offensive line in rounds two and three? We'll stop at day two. And do you think that that's still a possibility? I, th I see a lot of talent still on the board. We can address center. Yeah. Uh, but after this point, I don't think we're getting a tackle. I don't, th I don't think you're getting a tackle, which means we're still, we're still looking at banner and a core four at being our starting tackles. And, you know, banner, Showed some good things for one game, how he comes back from his injury, if he's ready week one. You know, those are questions. Uh, Okorafor is not someone you can really rely on in the run game. Uh, he's more of a pass blocker. So I, we, we're not going to be able to address tackle. Like, we're gonna, we can get a center. It's, it's a question if they're going to start early or not. Like, we get a third-round center. Are they going to start the first half of the season? Or the first half of the season, are we going to have, be asking this guy to, you know, hey Harris, go save the run game? By the way, BJ Finney's your center. I, I yeah, I don't see that happening. Well, I want to talk with Michael because I know Michael has experience on the offensive line. I know I'm going to go to Dave after that, and that is, you know, we always reference the past, so it's because it's what we know. Like we we reference not Jeffrey didn't do this, but it, we reference Randy Feetner's offense, and now but now there's Matt Canada, and we don't know what Matt Canada's offense is going to look like in Pittsburgh. I mean, we know what he did in college, and we know maybe if you assume that he was play, you know, calling plays at certain points last season, we don't know that for fact. But you lose Sean Surrett too, and so you just lauded Mike Munchak, rightfully so, Hall of Fame player, tremendous coach. Adrian Clem coming in, is that a big deal? Can that can could we see maybe a different Chooksakora for with a coach that's more everything you've read, everything I've heard listened about Adrian Clem is that he is a physical, he's not a finesse coach. Michael, you played the position. What do you think? When I was in college, we went through a couple different offensive line coaches. And at one point we had a scheme that was a little more passive. And our yards per carry were right around just like three yards per carry. And we switched to something more aggressive. And that instantly shot us up to about four and a half. And like, I'll never forget that stat because just 
just the change in philosophy. It, like we still have the same guys. The, the line, I think we only graduated one starter from year to year. And we were able to, uh, to grow our offense just by changing the scheme. So uh, I think letting the players be more aggressive, which I think you'll see from Adrian Clem over Sean Surratt, is really going to make a fairly substantial uh, difference in 2021. Dave, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it could be the infusion that they need, or it could be, you know, uh, a change that doesn't work out. It's really the ultimate wild card. And if you're banking on it to be your end all fix, I don't know that I would do that. It could be because, you know, that's when you find these magical seasons when something just clicks with something that the team did in the offseason and they overperform. Could that happen with this offensive line? Yes. But should you bank on it? I'm not going to bank on that. And that's why I I also wanted to address the offensive line early. I'm not upset with the with the pick of Harris because I, I think the Steelers almost had too many needs for them to with, with stuff coming on. Because the biggest thing that I problem I have now with tackle is like, yeah, there's still some good tackles left. Well, if you take tackle with your second round pick, then you're not addressing center. And I'm more concerned about center. So then if you do address center with your second round pick and you're waiting to address something like tackle in the third round, I don't think you're getting anything better than what you already got. I don't think it's not, I don't think it's going to be anyone that's going to, that's going to move into the starting lineup um, right away. So if you think that the Steelers are fine at tackle, that Najee Harris was the pick. If you don't think they were fine at tackle and you're like, they got to do something because I mean, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm really tired of people saying, well, they found Kevin Dotson last year. You can't do that year after year, find that good of an offensive lineman where you got him. You just can't do it. Or to bank on that is just foolish because it you're mainly talking, you guys most of you listened to my stat geek that talked about the acclimation period for for uh, draft picks. It's round one and round two that they pretty much get plugged in in year one. Round three, twenty five percent of the of the Steelers round uh, round three picks don't get significant playing time in year one. Like you wouldn't call them a starter, you wouldn't even call them acclimated. So you're basically talking about. Two guys that you're asking to come in and fix. Now, is it possible to get that third? Absolutely. But banking on it that that's going to be your fix to a major issue, I don't think is the answer. So you basically had to ask yourself, running back, tackle, center, what were your top two? And if running back was one of them, then there's your pick. You just got it. All right, I want to get to some super chats here before we continue this conversation. Soloverse uh, gives us five dollars. Says I'm so glad wa- uh, watching the Najee Harris road to the pros wasn't for nothing. He does remind me of Bell in his prime. That's good. I did not see that show. Uh, we have Brandon King gave us four ninety nine. Says chicken or the egg with the running game. At least we may have the egg when we didn't before. Uh, he's talking about you know, do you fix the offensive line or do you get a quality runner? Um, let's see here. Wilson gives us another four ninety nine. Says uh Raddins or Miners are good players. I think we should target. Uh would also love to see us get Chaz Surratt is inside linebacker from North Carolina. I think he's Bush's other half. There's still talent at a lot of positions out there. I don't want people to think that all of a sudden, just because they're out of the first round, everything's for naught. Like there's nothing available. There's still a lot of talent out there. Tom gives us $24. Thank you, Tom. He says, sorry, join late. Harris is the first pick I've gotten right since 2004. That means he got Big Ben right. Very excited. <laughs> Depending on who is the best available tomorrow, I hope we get either a top corner, corner back or center. Pouncey and Nelson are hard to replace. Can't 
I can't disagree with those statements there. Jeremy Smith gives us $9.99. I think I have a solution. Take the 270-pound punter from Georgia Tech. I like this guy already, just saying that. <laughs> Teach him how to snap a ball, and then Jeff never has to see Jordan Berry again. I love you, Jeremy. You're the best. Knocking out two Seattle losses with one stone. <laughs> oh, you might win comment of the day so far. Sean Manahan gives us five bucks, says, for you, Najee Harris haters, would you be happy with Snell or McFarland starting this year? It again, it it's there's really two camps here. It's the people that wanted the running back and the people that wanted the offensive line. That is literally what we're talking about. All right, AJ gives us five dollars. Has two right tackles that can run block is okay with me. We have one. We won a Super Bowl. Been to another with not a great left tackle. Everyone wants to look into the past. I find that to be. A, a little much, you know, like I, you see these beat writers talking about 2008 and all this stuff. It's like, come on, we're talking about different teams. We're talking about different eras. Jeffrey, before we let you go, I want to get your final thoughts on the pick. Just random thoughts, whatever it is. Look, uh, I'm going to be diving into his film. I'm going to be looking at scouting reviews. I'm going to be diving into Najee Harris. A week from now, I'm going to be okay with this pick. I really am. And when you, And when you look at it, he fits what we're trying to do. Uh, but if the Steelers don't address offensive line, if they don't like if if the if the centers are gone before they pick in the second round, then then this pick was a mistake. Like if you yeah. don't get a good center that's going to replace B.J. Finney, then this pick of Najee Harris was a mistake. Well, Jeffrey, the only thing I ask is I still talk about this on my podcast. I don't know if you listen to Let's Ride or not, but there was the funniest thing last year. And you did a draft pick breakdown film room for every one of the picks last year. And only six, but when you got to Carlos Davis in the seventh round, I look in the back, the back end of the website and all it says is Carlos Davis stinks at football. If I see that headline anywhere on the back end and you're being serious with Najee Harris, I might just fold up the laptop and say, Dave, good luck. I'm out of here. Well, and, and as a caveat, I had to come back at the end of yeah. the season and say, you know, I was wrong. Yeah. Uh, what he showed on college film and what he showed week nine against Dallas, he was a completely different player. Uh, they, the Steelers saw stuff in him that I didn't. And uh, so, so, you know, maybe the Steelers see stuff in some of these centers and someone they can play and play on this offensive line, or maybe the way Matt Canada's scheme is maybe Matt Canada says, Hey, I can work with this offensive line, but I need a running back. You know, I don't know that stuff. We could see it. Uh, my initial reaction: I wanted, I wanted offensive line very much. I would have been okay with JOK. Uh, I, I did not want running back in the first round, and that's what I got. All right, Jeffrey, I'll let you go. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. All right, um, for everyone that's given a super chat, thank you very much. And if you're watching live on YouTube, you can uh, find us. Well, obviously, you found us. If you're just scrolling up, you know, scrolling through YouTube and you find our video, like the video, subscribe to the channel, completely free, helps us out a lot. We appreciate it. Remember that we are associated with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is our one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Make sure you check out that website if you haven't yet. And we also have a whole bunch of other podcasts. My Let's Ride is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Dave Stack Geek in the morning and Michael Beck's Live Mike on Tuesday morning. Uh, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. All right, guys, let's let's talk about this a little bit. Um, I, I, I kind of want to do it in, in, in this way. Let's let's do final thoughts on Najee Harris, and then let's start to look ahead to day two because I think that's worthy. I think we have to talk about where do they go from here. All right, so uh, let's do final thoughts on the pick of Harris. We'll start with Brian. Go ahead. 
once again, you got the guy that is going to be the bell cow for this team. The guys weren't there. You are not going to win the draft by picking an offensive lineman who is not going to start in week one. He's not going to, but they are going to go ahead and pick somebody tomorrow. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but I'm comfortable with someone I think is a fantastic run blocker in Zach Banner. I think he's very good. Now he's untested, but I think he's very good at that. I don't think somebody was going to come in and displace those guys right now. So right now I'm really liking this pick. They got, they got somebody that uh, could really put points on the board, and I think they're going to address some other things. Remember, this is an eight. This is they have eight picks in the draft. Yeah, it's not ending here. And we just talked about Carlos Davis. They got some. They're not going to get. They're not going to get a guy in the seventh round that is going to be a superstar. But they've done it before with a Beecham. You know, not a superstar, but a very quality, uh, very quality offensive lineman. So they can get some guys. In these next couple of picks, there's a guy that I love that I think that is going to be coming up pretty soon, and we'll talk about him a little bit. All right. I want to get to this super chat. I missed this one. Uh, Farlap57 maybe gives us $5. His trade for Rodgers. He's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Give two first-round picks, 2022 and 2023. Rodgers and Najee don't need offensive linemen. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's sarcastic. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not going to say yes. It I didn't should put be. the comment in there. Uh, AJ gives us another $5. Says, what's wrong with the second round O-lineman? I don't think there is anything there, there wrong isn't. with that. There isn't. But uh, if this, you need upgrades at two or three positions, you can't have you can't draft three of them. We'll the get there. Round. Dave, what's your final thoughts on Harris? Final thoughts on Harris is if you're going if you're going to address the position, do it. And they did. You know. I said before, they keep throwing these mid-round picks at running backs. This was the fifth straight year they've taken a running back in the draft. But the but the highest other one that they took was James Conner as a compensatory third-round draft pick, which means before they did the whole comp pick thing, that would have been a fourth-round pick. So they kept throwing more of these mid-round draft picks at the running back position, and they were the worst in the league for a while. Now, running back is not what it's all about. It's scheme, it's blocking, it's the it's running. So hopefully running, check. But like I say, my my biggest concern is overall longevity of the position. Um, but it, that's gonna be your concern even if they take them in the second or third round. But you know, you you, you want to knock that first rounder out of the park. So um we'll see. I can't wait to cheer for him. All right, Michael Beck. Final thoughts on the Harris pick. When you look at the offense as a whole, there's a lot of talent around Ben Roethlisberger at those skill positions. Four legitimate wide receivers, a big tight end, and Eric Ebron, of course, he's the, the receiving target. But adding Harris to this mix, you think about the 2020 Steelers. What happened if they had a run game? How much further would they have gone if they had talent that spot? I think this guy improves uh, a position that was definitely weakness for this team. So, in that sense, I'm happy about it. I hope he can live up to the expectations of being a first-round running back. We shall see. Okay, let's talk about now moving forward, looking ahead. So the Steelers take the running back in round one. Team needs still exist. We're talking offensive tackle. We're talking center. These are not in any particular order. I think you would say inside linebacker, outside linebacker, cornerback for sure. 
tight end, maybe uh, that's still an option out there. I still pray for a punter, maybe a long snapper in the sixth round. I'm not sure if you can duplicate Colin Holba, but if you could, I would take him. Anyways, guys, where are they going to go in on day two? That's rounds two and three. Brian, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts? Well, they already took my set. My second round pick is gone in my mock draft that I published today. Eric Stokes is off the board. So they are not going to be taking him from Georgia at cornerback. But I expect them to take some defense on day two at least once. But they are going to address offensive tackle. A guy like Michael and I were on the show with the guy from Notre Dame. And the way he was talking about Liam Eikenberg, I'm kind of excited about a guy like him and you he can fall to 55 there's another guy at number three if you want the center i think in round three you can get a guy like josh myers possibly and that's a guy that could probably start for this team too so there's going to be some surprises in there the steelers always do they're not going to forget about defense completely but they're going to address offensive line on day two in some way, shape, or form, and that could make this pick of Najee Harris a little bit more palatable for the naysayers. Okay, I absolutely agree. Uh, I did want to get to the super chat before I lose it here. Evgeny Crosby gives us two ninety nine. He said this offense is going to be scary. Well, that could go either way. There, Evgeny, it could be scary good or it could be scary bad. Um, Dave, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on day two? What are they going to do in those rounds? Um. As much as you think the Steelers are, you know, need to make sure that they're revamping their defense, I mean that's uh, that's why I kind of feel Jeffrey's pain when it comes to offensive line because if you're going to invest multiple picks in it, it's got to be done right now. We are sitting here. It's like Juju Smith-Schuster was just drafted. Whenever when he was taken, everyone's like, "Why are they taking a wide receiver?" Now, obviously, it's not that bad because the Steelers needed an improvement at running back. But they also have other improvements. You're like, oh, they did this over that. It's all going to play out. It's all going to play out. I see them. I really think that they need to address the offensive line. And although there might be tackles there, they really need to address center. That is your biggest glaring need. So much so, I'd have been fine if they would have taken one in round one if the if the if their running backs were gone. So. That's and that, and that's why I picked it. I'm like I'm going to assume all the, everyone they really want's gone, and they're going to take the best center. That was my original choice. I, I would love for that to be their next pick if the right guy is there. But I also don't want them to reach for a center in round two. So I I can't believe it, but I have a feeling that there's a decent chance that you're going to have no pit, new Pittsburgh Steelers defenders after the first two days of the draft, there's, there's that chance mm. that that could happen. There is a chance. I don't think there will be, but I, there is a chance. Yeah. Michael Beck, what about you so on day two? Saying there's a chance. So saying there's a chance. <laughs> one of those two picks has to be a center. Like, like everyone has said, yeah. one of those picks has to be dedicated to that spot. The other pick, re- regardless if they go center in the first or the second round, or if they say they love Josh Myers and take him at 87, Outside of a center, they could go a number of different ways. Potentially, could they go the best player available in the second round? Maybe, but the hole is so glaring at center. They have to chase that. Uh, the the depth spots on defense, I suppose, can wait. They might they might even want to jump into free agency uh, that second wave after uh, the first Monday after the draft to try to fill some of those depth spots on the defensive side kind of load up on offense and then look at doing something like that, potentially in the later rounds or 
for some veteran players, it's going to be something to watch as these picks come off the board. I think that, you know, with the Steelers, their approach to this draft, I think it was rather simple. And that was they need to find players that can play right now. And I think that Najee Harris absolutely is a player they can start right now. Outside of that, I think the only other need that they have is at center. And then I would even say that the only other position that might even come close to being a need is cornerback. And that's who I think those I think I think those are the two positions they take on day two. Um, I think that's who I think they go center in, in the second round. I think they go cornerback in the third because they do need to find someone, whether it's an outside cornerback or a slot to replace Mike Hilton. It's just how it has to work, and they got to find a way. And maybe, well, let me ask you this real quick, rapid fire. Dave, are they going to make a trade tomorrow at all? Do you think there will be a trade at any point for the Steelers? Oh, I would love it. I just don't think they will. Okay, what about you, Brian? No. No? Michael? You know what? I think, I think they might to try to get to Creed Humphrey a little bit earlier. I, I could see that. I yeah. still want them to add more picks, though. I still want more picks. That's true. Uh, let's get to some super chats here. Eric gives us $10. I don't see a comment or anything. So if you have one, let me know. I'd love to get it up there. He gave us 10 bucks. We do appreciate it. AJ gives us $5. His great reference with Beecham center over tackle as next year's run game needs to be the focus, not just improved. Who is the priority pick for defense? Uh, who is your guys priority pick for defense? Let's go position. Like I said, cornerback. What do you all think? Let's go with Dave. I, I, I could see that they're going to add an edge rusher, but it might be late yeah. because they need that other, you know, rotational guy. I could see that one coming later. It is a they have to take one in this draft, or else they're going to have to go out searching for for them, and they're really expensive on the open market, or they're just not very good. So, um, so I, I like your idea of corner that they could go corner higher than anything else on defense. They do have the Pokemon King. I don't know why you would want anything else at edge. Oh, I mean, he yeah. pretty much is the gold standard. Um, I'm sure there's a Pokemon card reference I could have used there, but I don't know. Brian, uh, what about you? What's your defensive priority? Corner or ILB? Okay. Michael? I think it's got to be an outside linebacker. We saw what Cassius Marsh did when he was playing against the Browns. He was just abused. They just ran the ball right at him, and they couldn't stop anything. They need someone behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, and I really hope they do that earlier than uh, earlier than later. I can't get those card jokes out of my head. Like I just keep <laughs> on wanting to bring it up. Gotta catch them all, Jeff. <laughs> Maybe he will evolve in 2021. I don't get it because I don't watch that. Anyways, case and right is two dollars. Will this offense be scary good or scary bad? Dave, what do you think? I'm worried about scary bad because if you don't have an offensive line, you can't do much. You're throwing quick passes, and that's so, all you can so do. So let's say the offensive line is this. We'll play devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. BJ Finney is your center. Dotson, DeCastro guards. Banner, a core of four tackles. You have Haig as an option. What is your thoughts on this? Is it good enough to win football games, or is it going to be the Achilles heel? Dave, go ahead. You're going to have to ask your new offensive line coach to make be that spark and not a problem, but which could happen. But really, I – even if you just replace center, I would be fine. Okay. 
Let's get to another super chat here. If Genny Crosby gives us three ninety nine, says Randy Feetner being gone is the biggest upgrade. Mike Tomlin agrees. He threw him under the yeah. bus during the press conference on Monday. Well, he never named him by name. He just Dave, said he said that the scheme has to be better. Who else is drawing up schemes? I'm not, not arguing with you. I'm the one who who gave us who gave us the 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 meme to put out there on yeah. Twitter, but. Johnny, I think that's Typhle. Maybe gives us five dollars. Is Trey Smith from Tennessee will be an All Pro, guys? Who, who, guard, guard, guard. And that's that's the thing. I don't think guard well, is Quinn. Quinn Miners is a guard, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, "Oh, he's a center too." It's like, well, wait a second. Every draft like breakdown I read about him, no one said anything about center except for one, and it said that he might be able to flex to center. Is that natural for guards to just naturally be able to also be considered a center? Michael, in my experience, no. Usually, usually you're a center like your whole life. It, it, it's a weird position. You, unless you go to Alabama and they just recruit the biggest guys, then eventually move one to center. It, you you just oh. start that way. Other side there, uh, Brian. <laughs> I can't put it. There he is. He's played in the '63, which is the Hall of Fame center who started as guard, Darmani Dawson. I don't think that that's the norm, though. Well, <laughs> Darmani like- Dawson was pretty special. It's it's my mi- and minors. Is that the is that the right way you say it? Yeah. Minors, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, I did it right. Didn't he play center and got moved to guard? Which isn't I don't know. Did he, we, did, did he start off at center in college? I didn't I didn't read I don't that. know if he did or not. I thought I heard that somewhere, but I don't know if that's actually true. Did so. he play center at the uh senior bowl? Yeah. Or that's where he yeah. did. No, I, I think know. he practiced there and then he played guard during the game. I, I don't know. I've I've Anyways. I've heard so many there too many players to think about yeah yeah seriously yeah. <laughs> all right eric gives us another 10 bucks he said whoops here's an extra 10 dollars for my fail I, thank you for giving us 20 bucks total <laughs> he said dad had a great article yesterday about finding diamonds in the rough in the late round see kiesel greenwood hodge i thought he was going to bring up brian's uh which i was actually more excited about was your mock draft that also had alternative picks um i i have some issues with it i gotta be honest um how you don't have a tweeter was so late in that draft. I, I don't understand that. It, if you didn't read the article, you got to read the article because he, <laughs> I'm just saying that you're, you love the replacements and I definitely don't. So there that's different, but go well, ahead, Brian. I try to go a little different than I did last year. <laughs> so I did this last year too. So I went all, almost all different players. I think I had one holdover from necessary, Roughness, uh, Sinbad. Manu, 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 no, Manu, Manu, the slender at center. So, you know, I, oh, I just man. had some fun with it because everyone's like, I knew everybody would go crazy with no Bobby Boucher. But as soon as I, I, I went to look at the mock draft to see what people thought of my mock draft, the first 11 comments. They were all about the movie guys. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's different. Yeah. You know, I'm a I'm a varsity blues and remember the Titans guy. So like Louis Lastic not being on there, I'm like, what? I mean, come on, he's he's a giant. I mean, give him some love, why don't you? I gave you Julius Campbell though, and I tried to And go Julius one- Campbell going so late, he's an all-state player. He's all state. Strong side. Anyways. You um, got to read the article. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, just wanted to say Robert said something in the live chat, and once What's he that? said it, I knew it triggered the memory. What It was Miner's practice as a center for the Senior Bowl, but but he didn't play center because not because he played guard, because he didn't play. He broke his hurt. hand and couldn't play in the game. Oh, That's what okay. it was. 
So thank you, Robert. So that one practice means he's now an NFL center. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Welcome to the NFL draft prep. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's do some final thoughts for the day. We're going to wrap it up here and uh, get ready for tomorrow, which is going to be a crazy Friday. I hope you all join us back here live on YouTube or Facebook, as well as on behind the steel curtain.com. Brian, we'll throw it over to you. Final thoughts on day one. I'm elated with the pick of Najee Harris. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be, uh, you could already book him for number 22 because nobody has number 22. So that's going to be an easy one when Michael Beck and I square off with our Jersey predictions as far as numbers go. But I have to say this, this guy to me, he he's kind of like a game changer. And when you say that you just don't take a running back in the first round anymore, hey, one of the reasons to take a running back in the first round is you get that extra year. If you can get a guy for five years and you have him starting for five years, God willing that he stays healthy, then you've got a pretty good pick. When you you didn't ask me, I think it's scary good. Okay. Dave, final thoughts. I want to break down the draft as a whole. I can't wait because you look at, oh, well, they didn't do this. Well, they could only make one pick. That's all they had today. They couldn't address three issues. That's all they had. So the fact that they addressed one of their biggest issues, whether or not it was the biggest one or not, is debatable. Um, I They upgraded a position and they got a guy that they want that they think fits in their scheme. It doesn't matter what we think. It really comes down to what the Steelers think and what they want and how they want to use them. So I'm I'm excited about this. I do think that we now have a player drafted in the first round that we will be covering the first snap when the Steelers take the field on offense in the 2021 season. You really could have thrown in a rock quote there when – what do you guys think? It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Michael tells you. Well, I, 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 I don't know you. I don't know if anyone noticed um, one of my articles that I had up just in case the Steelers made a trade. Um, I said that they made the trade with the Jabronis because I didn't know. Um, I didn't know what you know. No that's idea they would have traded a, with. That's the expansion team. All right, Michael, yeah. your final thoughts. You got your running back. Now you got to protect him. Just go out, round out this trade by actually giving your rushing attack a chance by getting some offense alignment, really just bring this offense together and then just try to fill out uh, those depth spots as we uh, continue to get later in this process. So one pick's done. It's exciting. I'm really happy today's over. There's been some terrible takes on the internet, so it's done. We're through the first first round is over. Excited for day two. All right. Brandon King gives us another 499. He said, I've seen offensive lines that were supposed to be terrible, get motivated behind great coaching and win Super Bowls. Remember the Steelers in Super Bowl 43, I believe they had the worst ranked offensive line in the NFL that year, and they won a Super Bowl. Magical season, magical team. That's a different story. All I'm going to say for my final thoughts is this. If you want to be critical, you can be critical of the decision that was made in round one. Players that were available and the decision that they made. Do not criticize the player when he has yet to step on an NFL field, touch an NFL football in a real-life setting, and carry the rock. After he has played several games, you can then start to maybe think about criticizing the player. It's just not fair to the player. Heck, I felt bad. We did an article about grading last year's 2020 class, and I still feel like some of those players, like Anthony McFarland, he has yet to even develop. 
it's not even fair to give him a shot, like a grade yet. So if you want to be critical of the Steelers' decision-making, have at it. That's where you can criticize. If you think they should have gone Tevin Jenkins, you have every right to be critical of that. If you think they should have gone with JOK, same. But don't criticize the pick of Harris from a player standpoint because you don't know what he's going to be like when he puts on the black and gold. And someone said, how dare you all not bring up the, the Harris name and the Franco. Brian did reference Franco Harris earlier in the show. Um, there you go. There you go. So, hey, enjoy the new running back, everybody, our shiny new toy. We get to play with it for round one. Yay. And then tomorrow we get new toys. We'll see who they are. Make sure you join us. Yeah. For Brian, for Dave, for Michael, uh, we thank you all for joining us and, and spending some time on uh, this late on the East Coast Friday night early or Friday morning, I should say late Thursday night, make sure you're behind the steel curtain.com your one-stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or behind the steel curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. That's it. That's a wrap on day one. We'll be back for day two. Take it easy, everyone. Go Steelers. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U S like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.